Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Fry, and today I have my wonderful colleague here, Dr. Patricia Riesendorf. And this is the very first episode of the C2 podcast uh, series, which we're going to be rolling out here over the next couple of months. So thank you so much for joining us and for your curiosity about the sort of things that we're planning to talk about. Uh, today, we thought we would kick off by discussing our upcoming event, which is the Open Space Day, which is set up to link up different English speaking practitioners, clinicians, um, health workers, mental health workers in Switzerland. Uh, we have done this event once before last year, and it was a fantastic experience for me personally. But I think Patricia has a lot of experience with this kind of event because there's a, a particular um, orientation towards how the information will be shared and presented. So I have asked um, if I can ask her a couple of questions about that, since some of you might be having questions as well. Gladly. Um, yeah. So welcome, Patricia. Hello, hello. <laughs> I love it. Some ways we're both sharing our and uh, co-creating these ideas together. Me with the open space, you supported me last year with that, and I'm excited to kick off your idea of the podcast. Yay! That's that's the sort of community building that I think Patricia and I had a really great experience finding each other as independent mm -hmm. psychologists and finding that working together was very enriching at least i have found that for sure likewise absolutely yeah mm -hmm. so that's kind of the the orientation that we bring towards the open space day event as well but patricia maybe i could start by asking you to explain a little bit more about where this idea came from how did you first come to the idea of an open space event well it's not my idea i'll be completely honest yeah. about I think I've made that clear from the beginning. I had joined an open space event, open space day event, actually, I think it was several days in Germany, actually, with um, ACT colleagues. And those are colleagues who um, also are curious and practice acceptance commitment therapy. It's like a third generation cognitive behavioral approach or the behavior therapies. And it was such a wonderful experience. I really enjoyed the kind of the setup, the interactions, the combination of both the personal and the professional. And I think that was six or seven years ago. And I went every year after it happened once a year and it was in person then. Um, and it was this wonderful combination of different professionals um, coming together and both presenting and participating in activities in that we came and um, created those that time frame together. There was a, a bit of a framework to start, and then after that, we created um, and volunteered to lead things or participate in different activities. And it was a, the relationship between the people I met there has just really grown and flourished over the years. And it was kind of a testing ground for us to try out new ideas or get feedback on things. And it was just rewarding at so many levels. Um, mm -hmm. What was it like for you the first time that you had to sort of co-create the schedule for the day? It was quite intensive, actually. And everybody was like, what is it 
lots of questions and mm-hmm. confusion because <laughs> um, I think it was new for everybody except for the person and, and Martin was his name who set it up initially and um, uh, I'm forgetting his last name now this is awful but I'll, I'll make a note of that maybe later underneath and yeah. So it, it was a bit lengthy to get things started, but each year it got easier and it became clear of who wanted to be part of which process and uh, that freedom of choice as well as the ability to be active in that creation was was really exciting. Um, in that mm-hmm. yeah. so. Maybe you could describe a little bit about the nuts and bolts of how it all happened. Yes, absolutely. Um, so with the open space, it's, it's communicated in the sense of that this idea of co-creation, it really is about everybody bringing their strengths um, into this circle and two, also bringing their needs and requests into it. So the open space is about giving an idea, saying, hey, I have this interest. Like, so one of the things that I did in the past was, hey, I really enjoy my work around boundaries. I'm willing to give an experiential workshop around how do you um, set up boundaries? How do you experience boundaries for yourself and in connection with others? And I think that would take, and then you give an example of how much time that would take. And um, I would be willing to do that and lead that and how many and then you ask you know kind of how many people would be interested in that and people raise their hand and say oh yeah I would find that interesting and then you would jot down how many people would be that and that would determine the size of the room as linked with that topic and that activity and who would kind of spearhead it and then once the ideals were gathered from everybody in the um the group and not everybody had idea other people were like no I'm fine or someone might say also, hey, I'm really um, would love to talk with other professionals about how do they deal with kids and families or how do you deal with suicidality or, you know, or does anybody have experience with that and that part of at that point it was acceptance commitment therapy. So there were also requests and then there are people like, oh, yeah, again, hand raising of, oh, I would love to meet and talk with you about that. Um, and sometimes they were really nuts and bolts things, and sometimes they were larger conceptual questions. And once all of those ideas were collected, then there was a smaller group that came together and kind of set up the schedule for the next, at that point, I think we had three days. We had this, and even then, oh, wow. yeah, and um, mm. then we sometimes struggled to make everybody's needs met. Like, sure. No, but they're also, <laughs> um, and people could choose whether they wanted to be part of that process or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and some activities were like for two hours, some were like for 15 minutes. Um, so really flexible. And some things were outside, some things were inside. Um, and I really liked that, uh, that level of choice and the diversity of the different mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a buffet of, of different options and um, just want to try everything out. Yeah, exactly. And also that, you know, you could also choose one to sit something out and not participate or, you know, yeah. And also to see so your... There's a real reciprocity there. People really give and take in equal measure. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's really rare in our profession mm-hmm. to be able to be both on the giving side and in the receiving side in the mm-hmm. same and I really like that because, you know, we are our tools in our profession. We as people are what, you know, we bring ourselves into the room with the type of, be it a 
psychologist or a coach or psychiatrist or another type of mental health professional. So to be aware of that bandwidth that we bring into the room is is such a richness and depth of knowledge, I think, which is very exciting. Yeah. I can imagine for somebody who has an idea, um, it may, it might take some courage to propose that to the group. And often, and I guess for our event especially, they're they're all mostly unknown to one another. Um, so I think, um, you know, what what would you say to someone who's maybe nervous or feeling shy about uh, presenting a topic or question? Well, one, I mean, pick and choose what you're comfortable with, and two, know that there's no right or wrong in this type of experience. It's really about exploration and, you know, showing up with courage. And I think vulnerability is part of that. And knowing that I think you and I both, that that's one of our core values of being able to give space to try things out. I think we need that as professionals, be it in the mental health profession or others, um, to, and to get, you know, caring feedback about that, like, oh, that was really exciting, or, hey, I noticed that part worked better for me, um, to know that if there is a feedback, you can ask for that, or you can, and that also doesn't have to be given, um, and I think you also don't have that. Time-wise, not everybody will be able to present, so it's absolutely right. fine to be just on the receiving end, and I think the first time that often is the case, but um, I do encourage people to take that step because mm. I think first year I didn't introduce anything. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until the second year that I dared to um, to, to lead something. Um, so that's absolutely fine too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That will be the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember last year that I, it just felt like I learned something new every every time I went into a different room or a different it was just so cool to kind of be able to dip your toe into something that otherwise you might not even think would be in something that you'd be interested in or yeah. um, so how maybe we should talk a little bit about how we're going to manage that with the, the virtual aspect since yes. you know we don't actually have physical rooms for the different events can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can totally understand there's a lot of people who are really hesitant to do this in a virtual setting. And for us, this will be new to do it in this setting. Mm -hmm. Yes. Setting either. But I have with colleagues of mine from the open space community, we have done virtual meetings in which we've held it open and kind of taken some of the flavor of that type of work in a virtual setting. So I do know it is possible. And in the virtual setting, one that um, it is about being, you know, available and open. So being as much as you can to, you know, share or give feedback or ask questions. Um, there will be an expectation that people have their cameras on so we can see and interact with one another and to do it on a computer. So it's not a tiny little image on the screen. Um, and at the same time that we'll make sure that we can divide up into groups, um, that we can do those separate rooms that those of you who know Zoom, that we can divide up into those rooms and make smaller interactions so that there is more closeness um, and more ability to get to know people. And also that my hope is, and I know the workshops that I'll present will be interactive anyway. It's not gonna be like, 
this is that information and sit back, mm -hmm. but let's try this out. Or, you know, there's this exercise. So there will be a point that you literally get up from away from the computer to do an exercise or push the screen aside maybe and, you know, write down some things for yourself and then come back and share um, so that it won't be just staring at the screen the whole time. I don't think any of us want that. I definitely don't. Um, mm -hmm. And in my individual work, um, I've been able to do that quite successfully with my clients. And I do think and that we're able to do that in the virtual setting to get a feel of one another and try things out. So, and I've actually gotten feedback from clients that in some ways they feel like it gives them more of a protected space that they can try things out and they might not feel like in my women's group, they were like, oh yeah, um, I feel more comfortable doing some of the physical exercises. Like we had a body awareness boundary exercise and because not everybody can see your whole boundary or body or you can step off the screen, you can try mm. yourself and come and connect. And That's great. That's a really good point, yeah. It sounds like that could be one of our discussion topics is <laughs> how to work virtually in this era and <laughs> maybe something that someone wants to propose actually. Yeah. Will there be a break throughout the day? Um, I've been getting some questions from participants about how the actual day will be structured. Will there be enough time for people to get up and step away from the computer? for absolutely, a while absolutely and i would say even if we have a time slot that is a little longer like say if we have a workshop that mm -hmm. is an hour and a half mm -hmm. then my idea is one that we have with every shift that we have from two either separate groups or large groups that we build in 10 minutes there that people can get up um open up their windows to get some fresh air or go use the bathroom or grab a cup of coffee we all need that. Um, and then typically what I usually do is that I will start my um, workshops with some sort of kind of getting up and stretching. One, so that we are moving. Two, that that way if people are a little slower coming back from the bathroom, it's not disruptive or you don't miss anything. Um, and also we'll have that lunch break where people will be able to step away for an hour or an hour and a half. I think we're finalizing um, that final schedule so that you can really literally get out. And we usually encourage people then to go outside to go for a walk or, you know, to do something else that's not on the screen. Yeah, be in, be in nature or get away from the indoors, the enclosed space, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, what were you gonna say? One other thing too is that I've sometimes done in other works that they've done online is that we've also said instead of this, um, the subgroups being on, on Zoom that we've had people yeah. share their phone and that they actually talk take each other and go for a mm, that's cool and so that they just do an audio for example maybe something similar to whatsapp or and that they can kind of exchange ideas while they're walking outside so it depends on what the group wants if people are saying hey i really need some fresh air that we can inc absolutely incorporate that that's the wonderful thing this is our day we get to set up how we do or if someone says hey can we take a break absolutely wonderful so we'll be really responsive to what people are needing. That's great. Um, what, what can people expect to get out of the experience? Um, they'll, they'll learn some things for sure in these small group meetings from the little workshops. Are there other things you think people should know that they can expect to take home with them? For me, the main, I think it depends on what you come in bringing and also what you want. 
And part of it is that I'd be glad if people also say if they have specific needs that they want mm -hmm. uh, so that we can make sure that those needs can be met in some sort of way. And we'll check in with people too. But for me, the main pieces are one that we really um, make more connection within our English speaking community of professionals. Because a lot of us are in private practice settings. Um, because of the language, we um, are more isolated. We don't have our usual resources. So one, to have faces and names and other people who share a language with us that we work in. So that's, that's the big thing. Um, two, to share our um, skills and competencies with one another so that other people know, hey, like I was really excited to talk to one woman who's like, oh, I do information about um, nutrition um, or dealing with uh, the transition to going into menopause. And I was like, oh, that's a topic I've always been interested in. I don't have the topic to cover. I'd love to send people your way or to profit from those services myself or so that we can kind of do this exchange of information too, even outside of the open space day um, and to kind of build up that professional network. And also just to um, dare to maybe do something that we wouldn't necessarily dare to do on our own, like, like you and I have done with C2, like, hey, let's do these workshops. So to set up new collaborations that may get sparked out of this, um, this time, like we had wanted to do workshops with others that we met last year. Unfortunately, with COVID, we weren't able to implement them live. But those were new and exciting connections and resources that came out of last year's open space. Some of them we were able to implement and others were in the pipes, but then because of the restrictions. Yeah, it's been a strange year. Absolutely. But that was certainly one of the things I, I found most valuable about the experience was, was the feeling of community and the connection and the collaboration and the creativity between all of the different people who came. And, and everyone who came last year uh, were from sometimes very different backgrounds or orientations or training models. And we managed to find ways to overlap our interests and um, encourage each other. So that was a really magical part of, of the experience for me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I really like that too, that there were different professionals and different training. Because mm -hmm. I think you do. We um, have that when we speak with other people that we get this different perspective. And it's just like with art, you know, like, you know, with Brock or Picasso, you know, that when we start to see things from different angles, we, that adds to the richness. Um, and it also opens up other options that we may not have seen when we're working in our own path. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. As part of that community building, um, participants are also offered the opportunity to be on our professional network directory, which is located on the C2 website. Um, and I've also found that to be very useful when I need a referral for a client for a particular uh, specialization or a different location around Switzerland. Um, I've been very happy to be able to kind of send a picture and a summary of that person that's directly from our website to the client feels um, that it's a carefully considered uh, recommendation. Yes, absolutely. I've had good feedback about that. You too? Yeah, I've been really glad for that. And for me, it's also great to know kind of to have met people in this type of setting because then I also can get a gauge of would that be a good fit or who am I sending someone to? Mm -hmm. That's the other piece that becomes a more specialized um, and directed referral. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, other closing thoughts that you want to share about this event? 
Well, I guess to say that we really were debating whether or not we would do it this year because of the barrier. You and I talked about that and with Stephanie too, should we do it, should we not? And we decided to do it. And because we think this idea of community and how important this sense of connection is, just needed to keep going, to keep the momentum going with this. We were afraid that that would get lost at this time. But of course, our preference is to do it in person. So we really are hoping that this momentum will continue and that we can next year do it in person, be it here in Beale by us or elsewhere in Switzerland. Um, and that we hope that even if you're not able to make it to this open space, that you'll join us for another open space activity or let us know about you and your resources. So reach out to us regardless whether you're able to attend or not. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this podcast episode, um, six months from when it was recorded, wonderful, let us know. And we're probably already in the process of figuring out what we're going to do the next year. So <laughs> it's never too late to sort of let us know who you are and that you're interested in, in helping us to grow this important community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So our work is hard enough as it is, so the more... Yeah. We know there are others out there who are carrying this load with us, um, the, the better, the more the merrier in that regards. Absolutely, absolutely. So we thank you so much for your um, attention to this episode. Please let us know if you have questions or feedback or if you yourself would like to be on the podcast. Um, and I would be very happy to hear if there's a particular topic that you'd be interested in sharing with our community. Uh, we plan to put out a new episode every month or so. Um, so we hope that you'll check back for what's next to come from us here at C2. You can be in touch anytime. Um, our website is C2, as in the number two, gather.ch, um, or you can contact me directly at efry.phd at gmail.com and yeah Patricia thank you so much for joining me this was fun gladly I look forward to seeing how it evolves <laughs> I really appreciate it and I'm pretty sure I'll be interviewing you very soon again on another topic <laughs> likewise <laughs> and uh, yes have a good rest of the evening everyone thanks for listening bye Bye.